step of the way. So read it, sing it, and hide it in your heart. Psalm 119, verse 11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you.
and come with me. I'll find out what's going on. How dare anyone do anything without my permission? The great day has finally arrived. Now we will have a king. Well, the high priest had him hid all this time. Oh, for six years he's lived in the temple. Hail unto Joash, new king of Judah. May he have a long and prosperous reign. Joash, who is he? 
Whoever he is, they cannot crown him king. I rule Judah. There he is, your majesty, standing against the pillar of the temple, with the crown of Judah on his brow. Treason, that's what it is. Treason. I'll have the heads of everyone responsible for this. Follow me. Out of my way, all of you. It's your majesty. Stand aside. Let me through. We have a new and God-fearing king. Jehoiada, who is this child? Have you had anything to do with making this mere boy the queen? Caesar! Get your hands off me! I am the ruler of Judah. Guards, take Jehoiada to the dungeon and place him in irons. I'll make an example Caesar, guards! You'll hear from me again. You'll lose your head, you and all your house, even though you are high priest. Ever since the days of your father, King Ahab, you've been an evil influence over our kings and our people. Get away! You've caused wickedness in high places and encouraged Baal worship throughout the land. But all that is ended. Oh, be no. quick, guards. Take her outside the confines of this temple, or I must not be desecrated by her execution. Take her out by the king's palace, through the gate used for horses, and there let her pay for her wickedness. You'll pay for this. Greetings. Greetings. How go things for thee since thy mistress was executed? Ah, she was an evil woman. Her execution was just and right, for good must triumph over evil. That I must agree to. And you, you were nurse to the sons of Ahaziah when he was king. The new king, Joash. Is he not one of those sons? He is. I helped him escape that day six years ago when Athaliah ordered the execution of all of the seed of David. I've been his nurse and companion ever since. He'll make a good, just king. He should, having been brought up in the high priest's household and under his tutoring. And when Joash, the boy king, became old enough, Jehoiada, the high priest, took for him two wives, and he begat sons and daughters. And it came to pass after this that King Joash was minded to repair the temple of the Lord. The temple is in terrible condition. It's been raided many times. The Egyptians, Philistines, Arabians, even the sons of Athaliah the wicked have raided the temple and taken away vessels dedicated to God. These things be true, Your Majesty. And the deplorable condition of the temple dishonors God. You are the chief priest. The law of Moses makes provisions for the continual repair and conditioning of the house of God. As chief priest, why have you failed to obey this precept? I'm begging His Majesty's indulgence, but sir... I was under the impression that thou hast already given the Levites instructions to gather from all Israel money with which to repair the temple. They have been slow about it, unorganized. I order you to see that the gathering in of funds is hastened. I care not how, just do it. His Majesty has a suggestion, perhaps? Indeed I do. Have a chest made and placed at the going in of the temple. Proclaim to all the people that they are to bring their gifts and offerings and place them in the chest even as did the people before Moses in the wilderness. Long live the king! May it please the king that the chest placed before the going in of the temple is already filled to overflowing with gifts and offerings from the people. Thy scribe and I, O king, have brought hither the chest with its treasure. What shall we do with it, O king? Place it upon the dais at my left. It shall henceforth be dedicated to receive all the gifts for repairing the temple of God. Mm -hmm. 
Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. Is there enough money yet to repair the temple? Sufficient and some to spare, your majesty. As high priest, you will have charge of the temple repairs. Go ye therefore and hire masons and carpenters and men skillful in iron and brass. How progresses the work on the temple, Jehoiada? It is finished, Your Majesty, and there remaineth much money left over. Use it for materials and labor to make vessels for the house of the Lord. Cups, spoons, and vessels of gold and silver with which to offer burnt offerings unto the Lord our God continually. continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
What do you want, Carlos? I'm in a hurry. I just wanted to know that I did what you told me to do. That's unusual. I started praying to God. Well, who else would you pray to? Wait, you don't understand. He's not listening. Kind of like you right now. Okay, I'm sorry. Talking to God is important, and I should listen to you, even if I am in a hurry. Why isn't God listening to you? I don't know. I told him what I needed, and nothing happened. Like yesterday, I prayed that I'd get a good grade on my history test. I got a C minus. Did you study? Well, yeah, a little. Well, not much. Okay, no. And you thought God would just pop the answers into your head because why? Because I asked. I asked nicely. Carlos, God isn't Santa Claus. He doesn't come down the chimney and leave good grades lying around. Dora, Santa Claus isn't real. You know that, don't you? Yes, I know that. I'm saying that God doesn't just give you stuff. It's like my dad tells me. When you ask God for something, he doesn't say yes or no. He usually says, here's how. After you ask for a good grade, was there a little voice in your head saying, you might want to study your history lessons? Hey, yeah, I heard that voice. Didn't listen. Well, there you go. Next time you pray, sit and listen for a while. God's probably trying to tell you what you need to do. Now, if you'll excuse me. Thanks, Dora. You're a good friend, even if you got an A on that test. I listened. Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever been asked to be in a wedding? Maybe someone wanted you to be a junior bridesmaid or an usher. Maybe they wanted you to light the candles or spread flower petals. If you have, you know how crazy the wedding planning and rehearsals can be. That's what Maria finds out in this shoebox kid's mystery. This time, Maria has a real problem. She's excited about being in her aunt's wedding, but everything is going wrong. Should she refuse to be a junior bridesmaid? Can you figure out what happened to Maria's missing dress before she does? Chapter 9. A Trap to Catch a Thief That's him, Maria whispered excitedly. The mysterious man slipped into the pastor's study. Maria turned to her friends. Let's go see what he's doing. Maria crept silently up to the pastor's study door and put her finger to her lips to warn Chris, Sammy, and Jenny not to make any noise. Sammy and Jenny sneaked to the other side of the door and got as close as they dared without being seen. All of them heard the strange man pick up the phone and push the buttons to call someone. Hi, it's me, he said. Don't worry, I've done this before. No one will notice anything. Maria clamped a hand over her mouth. Her eyes felt like they would pop out. The man's voice continued, it will work out perfectly. I've gone over the plan several times. I put it in the diaper bag so I wouldn't forget it. Maria's heart was pounding so hard she felt sure everyone could hear it. Creeping very softly, they sneaked back down the hall. Did you hear him? Maria asked. Jenny looked really worried. Maybe we should call the police, she suggested. Just then, Yo-Yo walked up with her pink suitcase. She tugged on Maria's shirt. What are you doing? she asked. 
Shh, we're trying to catch a thief, Maria said. Yo-Yo looked worried. How do you catch a thief? Without actually thinking about it, Maria said, Well, you have to learn to think like a thief thinks. Then you have to catch him with the stuff he stole. Yo-Yo frowned. I don't know how a thief thinks. I only wanted to help. You're too young to catch a thief, Yo-Yo, Chris stated. No one wants to listen to me, Yo-Yo murmured. Oh, no, here he comes, Jenny whispered. Try to act normal. The strange man came out of the pastor's study with a diaper bag hanging on his shoulder. He smiled at the shoebox kids as he walked by. Maria tried to fake a smile, but she discovered it was hard to smile when she was scared. I'm sure my dress is in that diaper bag, Maria insisted when the man had gone. Jenny agreed. The diaper bag was sitting right beside Maria's dress, and that man was not too far away. It must have been him. Yo-Yo started tugging on Maria's shirt again. But I thought you didn't want to wear the dress. I want to now, Maria said. She followed the mysterious man to see where he was going. Chris, Sammy, and Jenny were following right behind her. Yo-Yo picked up her pink suitcase and followed too. Why do you suppose he has a diaper bag, but he doesn't have a baby, Chris asked. He was holding a baby earlier, Maria replied. Wait, look, he's heading toward the baby room. He doesn't even have a baby. Maria, Mrs. Vargas's voice said, startling Maria. Why aren't you dressed for the wedding? I've been looking all over for you. Maria stuttered, but, but, but. She looked at her friends and Chris for help, but no one seemed to know what to say. Yo-Yo put her suitcase down and plopped down on top of it. She rested her chin in the palm of her hand and watched. Oh, well, Mrs. Vargas said in a frazzled tone of voice, the bride seems to be having problems getting ready on time, too. Have you seen the pastor? I need to tell him Angie isn't ready yet. They all shook their heads. None of them had seen Pastor Hill, but Maria wasn't thinking about Pastor Hill. She let out a big sigh of relief. Angie was holding up the wedding just for her. Angie is so cool, she thought. As soon as Mrs. Vargas left, Maria spoke up. I'm out of time. We have to make a plan for catching this dress thief. How are we? Wait a minute. I've got a great idea. She snapped her fingers. This is going to work, she added. Chris made a face. I've got an idea, too. Let's move a chair in front of the nursery and not let him out until he hands over the dress. That won't work, Sammy answered. Maria needs the dress now, not when that guy gives up. Besides, some adult will open the door for him. We have to find someone to tell, someone who will help us catch him. We need Pastor Hill, Jenny decided. Where is he? Wait a minute, everyone, Maria said. If nobody likes my plan, we can choose another one. I think it will work. She huddled everyone together and explained. Chris and Sammy looked at each other with wide grins, then looked at her. That is a good plan, Chris said. Let's do it. Maria knelt down in front of Yo-Yo, who still looked sad. Yo-Yo, do you want to help us? Yo-Yo shrugged. What do you want me to do? Can we use Liberty to help catch the thief? I guess so, Yo-Yo said. She handed Liberty to Maria. Sammy looked doubtful. How are we going to make him think Yo-Yo's doll needs to be changed? Chris smiled like this. Let me see Liberty, Maria. Chris took Yo-Yo's doll over to the drinking fountain. In a few seconds, Liberty had wet pants. Here you go, Yo-Yo. You have to hold Liberty when we go into the baby room. Yo-Yo didn't look too happy. What's the matter, Yo-Yo? Maria asked. I don't feel good. I wanted to be your best sister, Yo-Yo tried to explain. Maria was confused, but she didn't have time to figure out what was troubling Yo-Yo. Come on, before he leaves, Chris interrupted. He motioned everyone toward the baby room. Maria held Yo-Yo's hand. Can we talk about this later, Yo-Yo? I guess so. 
Maria wondered if Chris and Sammy and Jenny were as nervous as she was. The mysterious man was sitting beside a woman with brown hair and a pretty smile who was holding a tiny baby. Maria recognized the baby as the same one the man had been holding earlier in the multipurpose room. That must mean she is the baby's mother, Maria thought. She smiled when the man and woman turned to see who was coming into the baby room. They don't really look like thieves, Maria thought suddenly. Hi, Maria said. Hi, the mysterious man said back. Maria got bumped from behind. Let us in, Chris whispered. Maria scooted forward so everyone could come inside. Yo-Yo's doll, uh, has a wet diaper. We were wondering if you, uh, had a diaper we could use. Yo-Yo is my sister. The woman, who Maria was sure had the nicest smile she had ever seen, seemed to understand. Oh, Dan, would you get one of Tracy's diapers out of the diaper bag and give it to Yo-Yo? Sure, the mysterious man said. He got up and picked up the diaper bag from the floor. What will he do, Maria wondered. If he opens the diaper bag, my dress will be there. He'll be guilty of taking my dress. But Dan didn't seem to care if he were caught or not. He set the diaper bag on a chair and with a quick movement unzipped the bag. Maria felt Yo-Yo give her hand a big squeeze. She felt herself take a deep breath, but the dress wasn't there. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 6, The Wedding Dress Disaster, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. Don't dare drive them away. And then the kingdom comes. Hear the holy foolish things they say. The springtime of their life decides the adults they'll become. So let the children come, please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Lifetalk Radio at lifetalk.net.